Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 7th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com, and we have a Full show for you today as the Orlando Magic fall to the New York Knicks 113-105 to at the Amway Center. A disappointing and, to my eye, completely unacceptable defeat from the Orlando Magic. I'll have a complete recap of that game as well as talk about something that has been a problem for the Magic all season. Uh, just one that I didn't realize was as bad as it was until I actually looked at the numbers. We'll talk about the fourth quarter for the Orlando Magic. And then I'll close out on a little bit of a positive note and give the Magic's defense a little bit of props and an update on where they stand since the All-Star break. I may move through some of these issues a little quicker than normal uh, for, for that reason. But let's start with the game itself. The Orlando Magic took on the New York Knicks a day after losing a big lead against the Washington Wizards, a game that the Magic certainly felt like they should have won, felt frustrated they didn't win you know, asking a lot of very pointed questions about themselves that they, why they could not pull this game, pull that game out. So they come back, beauty of the NBA's get another chance the next day. They take on the New York Knicks and they started blowing the doors open. It really looked like the Magic were playing angry, playing focused and doing the things they needed to do to win. Comes Here comes the fourth quarter though. The Magic are up by seven entering the fourth quarter and everything just drops. The Orlando Magic just could not get themselves going on the offensive end especially, but defensively, they got outworked, outplayed. The Knicks brought the aggression. Guy that Magic fans know very well, Kylo Quinn comes off the bench late in the third quarter, scores all 11 of his points, grabs all eight of his rebounds in the fourth quarter, uh, played the entire fourth quarter, uh, and that got the Knicks over the hump. He was a huge energy boost for the Knicks, playing without Carmelo Anthony, who's out with a sore knee, Christoph Porzingis was out with, uh, or had a, was in foul trouble, missed, did not play much of the fourth quarter. The Knicks bench won them this game, whether it was Chase on Randall, whether it was Courtney Lee, whether it was uh, Lance Thomas, whether it was Kylo Quinn, the Knicks bench won this game, and Orlando could not stem the tide. They could not stop them. New York goes on a 22-4 run in the to start the fourth quarter to turn a seven-point deficit into a lead, into a very comfortable lead. They took as much as a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter, and it just felt like the Magic were, were frustrated beyond belief. Offense, the defense was getting beat, just, just too much speed. Offensively, Orlando was forcing a lot of their offense. The bench really struggled to get things going. They were without Nikola Vucevic again, so the bench lineup was a little bit off kilter on both ends. Uh, but after that, they could not get their offense moving at all. Even when they got good shots later in the quarter when the starters came back in, it just didn't work out. Uh, the Magic were just beat up and beat down in that fourth quarter after, frankly, dominating the game for three quarters. The Magic were the better team for three quarters, and New York just kind of hung around, 
kept things close, kept things tight, just stayed within striking distance, and then made a big push, and the Magic could not push back. And that's been a problem for Orlando for some time this year, uh, and it was just uh, a, 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 you know, just a, a really difficult uh, thing for the Magic to handle. They, they, they couldn't get that last run. Now, Orlando started the game off really hot. They went up 11-0, went up 22-8, uh, to I believe it was. Looked like they were going to blow the doors open on this game, and the Magic looked really good. I mean, this is a Magic team that we've seen in the past do a lot of these things. We've seen them move the ball well, get steals, get out in transition. That's what this Magic team does now. And when they do that, well, they're a very good team. I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt that, that there is a good team in there. Right now, they just can't do it for a full 48 minutes. And that's the big disappointing part right now is a night after giving up a big lead, the Magic give up a big lead, they give up control of the game and take a hard loss at home. Yeah, every loss is, is excruciating at this point and... Uh... It's not fun. Um, you know, we're doing some good things, you know, and, and we're trying to be encouraged by that, trying to stay optimistic and positive. But, um, you know, these are two tough losses when you when you have double-digit leads and um, you surrender them uh, late in the game. It's, it's just they're tough losses. And, of course, this is goes back to something that, that I've talked about on the show again and again and again and again and again and again. That whether you want to believe it or not, the Magic want to win games. I mean, it, 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 whether you think that is a good thing or not, that is what the Magic are trying to do. And as I continue to say, when you have an opportunity to win games, you need to win them. It does a team no good to lose a game like this. It does a team no... If you're going to bring any of these players back next year, including Aaron Gordon, unless you're going to do a complete rebuild, it does you no good to lose a game like this. At home, up 14 in the first quarter. Up seven heading into the third quarter. It does you no good to lose this basketball game. And honestly, there's been a lot of bad moments for the Magic this year. There's been a lot of bad moments. But the All-Star break and 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 acquiring Terrence Ross and, and playing a new style felt like it would bring something new. That that regardless of whether the Magic made the playoffs, and it certainly looked like they wouldn't, that they would be building toward the future and that we could point to the end of the season as the beginning of that change. And unfortunately, it's been more of the same. It's been more of losing leads late, struggling to execute, inconsistency. Vogel's right. There is something there and you want to focus on the positive and you want to point that out and, and we'll do that a little bit later on in the show today too because there is something better. This this, this group is better than they were before the All-Star break, at least aesthetically. And statistically, they are too, in, in many ways. But, you still got to win games. Because again, I, I, will, I will say this until game 82. Losing a game like this doesn't help anybody. Sure, Losing to the Knicks probably helps lottery positioning. But, you know, you look, you, you, you go look at Evan Fournier and Nick Levuch, and, and not tonight, but Nick Levucevic on most nights, or Aaron Gordon, and tell them to say that lose this losing this game like this is good for them. It's not. This team needs to build some confidence. They need to build some momentum. 
and I will I will say this no matter what the talent level is on the Magic. When you have an opportunity to win a game, you win it. If you miss a shot or have poor execution or relatively poor execution late and you lose a game because of that, that's natural. That's basketball. When you're up double digits at home, when you're leading entering the fourth quarter, those need to be wins. Because if this team's going to make the playoffs in any way that this team is currently configured, they're going to have to win games like this. And not only win games like this, but win games like this every single time. And so that's why, I, again, that's why I hammer this home. When you have the opportunity to win, you need to win. There is no excuse for this loss. The Knicks outworked the Magic. Players admitted it. Coaches admitted it. The Knicks brought aggression and the Magic didn't respond. And that that says a lot. That says a lot about where this team is at right now. And that's the part that really has to change for the Magic. Without doubt, that's got to change. Culturally. And that's what I think Frank Vogel is really working to change or trying to change. And unfortunately, he can't do it if the play, uh, without the players. And there are pl- there's plenty to say about Vogel's rotation decisions tonight. Um, kind of stuck without Nikola Vucevic. They, again, didn't have uh, a second center. Um, they're not comfortable playing Steven Zimmerman yet. Maybe it's time to just throw him in there and just see what he can do regardless of what happens. Playing Jeff Green at center is not a solution. Playing Damian Rudej at center is not a solution. You know, maybe you can get away with Aaron Gordon at center depending on the matchup. Um, tonight was not a great matchup for that, but Kyle Quinn dominated them in the fourth quarter. And that, you know, I love Kyle. Kyle's, Kyle's a good dude. You know, I, I you know, chatted with him a little bit, a little bit uh, after the game when I was in the Knicks locker room. That's not a player that should be beating you. And then Kyle Quinn changed the game. It was a huge risk from, from the Knicks to put him in there because the Magic were small, and it paid off. Orlando didn't answer, uh, and, and Orlando just the, the team just couldn't answer because their fourth quarters have just been so bad. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. Let me run through the final stats for you real fast. Orlando shoots 47.1% from the floor. 9 for 32 from beyond the arc, 16 for 24 from the free throw line. Evan Fournier leads away with 25 points, 9 for 17 shooting, makes four three-pointers. Alfred Payton with his first triple-double of the year finally broke through. 16 points, 7 for 13 shooting, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Really good job on the boards for him. Aaron Gordon took over, especially early on in the game. 17 points, 8 for 15 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, uh, but 5 rebounds as well and 4 assists. Again, really good job from Aaron Gordon, especially early on in the game. Bismack Biombo. Another double-double, 10 points, 14 rebounds. Jeff Green, 15 points off the bench for the Magic. However, Knicks get seven players in double figures. Kyle O'Quinn, like I said, 11 points, 8 rebounds uh, in the fourth quarter alone. Courtney Lee with 20 points. Lance Thomas, 17. Kristaps Porzingis, only 14 points. He only played 30 minutes. He did not play much of the fourth quarter. I think he played only 3.5 minutes in the fourth quarter. Derrick Rose, 12 points but gets to the line for 8 for 8 free throws. The Knicks as a team shoot 27 of 28 from the foul line. If they're looking for a culprit for why the Knicks stayed in this game when it felt like the Magic were ready to blow them out, it's because of their defense fouling. Uh, Knicks did a good job getting to the basket. They didn't always make shots, 
but they did a good job getting in the basket, kind of forcing the Magic to rotate. Magic were good on their rotations early. New York figured something out. They attacked it, got fouls, got to the line, stayed in this game, gave themselves a chance to win, especially in that fourth quarter. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And so now we need to just move on and rip the Band-Aid off and talk about the fourth quarter. Orlando got off to such a slow start. And it wasn't necessarily just that it was a slow start. It was just a continual kind of just being outworked. And you could kind of see it slipping away. And I was like, okay, it's slipping away. But you're still going to get the starters back in. You bring the starters back in very slowly. And that should normalize some things because the Magic starters played really well. They're plus minus for the game. I mean, the Magic starters were phenomenal. Plus minus for the game 5, 8, 2, 7, 7. I mean, the, the Magic starters won the day for the most part. Just not in the fourth quarter because once that bleeding came, the Magic just could not stop the bleeding. Orlando shoots 3 for 17 in the fourth quarter, 17.6%. They shoot 1 of 11 from beyond the arc. Again, they struggle to create offense, and they struggled to get stops. New York shoots 12 for 23, only one three-pointer, 17 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. They t- turned four, four magic turnovers into eight points off turnovers. New York just was the more dominant team. And magic players said after the game, you know, we missed some good looks at the end, but, you know, we got outworked. And the unfortunate thing about this fourth quarter is that it isn't Unusual. It hasn't been all year. And I was surprised when I looked at the numbers because, I mean, I figured, I, I, you know, I'm someone that believes every minute of a game is important. I, 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 I'm a 48-minute-er. You know, I hear people talk a lot about clutch play, last two minutes, like how important that is. And it's not saying it's not important, but, you know, I'll point to a moment in the third quarter as the reason why they lost the game, not the last play in the fourth quarter, because essentially, to me, close games are coin flips. This game was lost in the fourth quarter, and increasingly, the Magic are losing games in the fourth quarter. So when you break down the numbers, when you look at the actual numbers, it is scary how bad the Magic are in the fourth quarter. The Magic are the worst team in fourth quarters this year in the NBA by net rating. Team has a minus 7.4 net rating, which means teams outscore the Magic by 7.4 points per 100 possessions this year. That includes a league-worst 98.1 offensive rating. The Magic are scoring 98.1 points per 100 possessions in fourth quarters this year total. You push the camera in a little bit now. Focus on... Focus in on the time since the All-Star break. It's a six-game sample, so it's not very big. But this is a different team. We, you know, we, we've been saying that, and I, and I like to believe that it's a different group. And the numbers aren't much better. And the six games since the All-Star break, the Magic still have the worst net rating in the fourth quarter of any team in the league. 
On top of that, they have a 91.8 offensive rating. They're even worse. And a 125.9 defensive rating in the fourth quarter. That essentially means no lead is safe for the Magic when they enter the fourth quarter. Nothing is safe for the Magic when they enter the fourth quarter. They simply struggle to execute late in games. When things get tight, and while I am a 48-minute person where I think every minute of every game is important, these are human beings. Human beings procrastinate. Deadlines create pressure. They have struggled. They have struggled facing up this facing up to this pressure. When things get tight, the magic tighten up. They struggle. There's no doubt about it. We can see it. And even with this new team, we've seen it happen time and time again. It isn't just New York. It isn't just Washington. You go back to the game against the Portland Trailblazers when the Magic lost, when Damian Lillard scored 17 in the fourth quarter. Whereas in this game against the Knicks, it was the entire Knicks bench that caused that onslaught. In that game it was just Damian Lillard, you know, throwing flames. And the Magic couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop him. And they couldn't stop the bleeding, and they couldn't make that one shot they needed to kind of settle everything down. You know, Washington on Sunday made their run early in the fourth quarter, made it a back-and-forth game, and the Magic fought. Like, that game, the Magic made some poor plays late in that game, but they gave themselves every chance to win it. It would have been a lot easier to win it had they played better at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And just generally, that the late-game situations have been a problem for the Magic. And that's, again, probably a sign of why this team is where it is right now. Why this team is struggling so much right now. Is that they, they can't finish games. And that's going to be the next step for them in learning how to win. Is how to finish games. How do we, as a team, how, how does this team get from a 7-point lead to a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter? How do they withstand that run? It's been a struggle. I think even Frank Vogel has admitted it's been a struggle. You go back to the win over Atlanta. And in that game, he said, you know, we gave up, a, we had a nine-point lead, we gave it up, fell down by nine. There's been plenty of times where we've quit in that moment. And this game, we didn't quit. This game, we took it to them. We expanded that lead out to 18. That's not happening in these fourth quarters right now, in these tight games. That's not happening. And... You know, good teams know how to do this. Either whether it's innately, whether it's personnel, whether whatever it is. Good teams know how to do this. The Magic right now don't. And the fourth quarters are going to be a roller coaster until they figure this out. And that's what the rest of the season is for. is figuring this stage out. Figuring out how to play and win these games. And that's what I'm looking for. That's why I still think winning matters for this team. Because learning how to win games like this game against New York are going to help them far more than a lottery pick. Because frankly, you've, you watch this bench. You see this team. 
they're going to lose their fair share of games. They're not making a major... I mean, it's possible, I guess, for them to make a major playoff push, but they're probably not. This is still a losing team. Sorry. That doesn't mean they still can't learn and gain something from wins. And they've got to figure out this fourth quarter problem. And it's 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 innate. It's it, it, it there really should be nothing different, but there is clearly. And it costs them again on on Monday night. Let's move on to something that might be a little more positive, and that is talking a little bit about uh, the defense and, and what's changed with the Magic's defense because, believe it or not, the Magic's defense has been okay. Not good by any means, but at least okay since the All-Star break. And I think that that is a sign that the team is finding something. And I think it's a big reason why the Magic's offense and, and just generally the team has been better too. Since the All-Star break, the Magic are 17th in the league in defensive rating at 106.8. For the season, they're 22nd, I believe. 21st or 22nd in the league for the year. So comparatively, the Magic are playing some better defense. You watch the team play. You see them being a little bit more active. You see them getting into passing lanes. You see them getting deflections, getting out in transition a lot more. And all of that is very, very good. It's a sign that the Magic defense is taking a step forward. And, you know, there have been games where I've sat there and said, this is the best defense I've seen from Nikola Vujic. I think Friday against uh, Miami, I, I said, this is the best defense I've seen Nikola Vucevic play. And even Bismack Biombo has been solid defensively of late. It does seem like the Magic are playing at a higher level defensively. It's not maybe where they want it to be yet, and, and I think there's still some bugs, and and you know there's a plenty of overhelping, and and still people, still players figuring out where they're supposed to be, um, and so there's plenty of mistakes still made, and and it's not consistent yet either. You know the Magic give up 35 points to the Blazers in the fourth quarter. They give up a big first half to the New York Knicks in the first meeting. They give up the big, you know, 28 point quarter to lose the game on Monday. They give up. A 60, I think it was 61 point second half to the Wizards. There, there are still hiccups in this process. There are still moments where the Magic do not look like the team they need to look like. But there's still some very good moments too. And uh, the numbers bear this out just even a little bit that the Magic are playing slightly better defensively. They are getting stops more often, and, and and the results, again, speak for themselves because they're able to get out in transition because of those stops, because of those deals, because of those deflections, because of those rebounds that they're getting. The guards have helped out tremendously on the glass in the last two weeks. To me, defense is still a, a, the key to everything the Magic are trying to do, and it does appear they're playing a little bit better on that end. We are looking for bright spots here. We are maybe grasping at straws and saying this is something good that we can hold on to. And it, it may be something fleeting and maybe something small, but you got to find something to hold on to here to build on for next year. Because this is the season's right now not about 2017, it's about 2018. About how these pieces fit together 
uh, for next year and what you need to add. And the Magic need to add a lot. We're not, we're not under any illusion that this is a good basketball team quite yet. There's a lot of work still to do for the Orlando Magic. And it starts, at least, with recognizing the positives on the defensive end, that there are some good things happening. They've got to become more consistent, just like everything else. They've got to become a 48-minute commitment. Not just 36, not just 40. 48 minutes, whole game. It's hard to find something positive, you know, when you're, you know, I, I said Sunday's game was unacceptable. Monday's game was certainly unacceptable. Again, I'm holding them to the standard they want to be held to, that, that they need to win these games. But at the same time, as, as I say all this, I do like what the offense is doing philosophically. And I think we can all see that Aaron Gordon's a better fit, that Terrence Ross can do some interesting things, that Alfred Payton is like, you know nearly averaging a triple-double his last three, four games. I mean, his... His rebounding and his assists are way up. He seems to thrive in this open floor style. And it's just right now about making it happen more often. When another team makes their push, being able to push back. And it starts with defense. And, and I, I, I see positive signs defensively. It's not consistent. And the bench is still an issue. And the Magic have to go out and find players that fit this system better. And when they do that, you know, they'll they'll have something to build off of. But there's still a lot of work the Magic need to do on the defensive end too. But there are positive signs that they are making some waves, making some headway on this end. They got to stick with it though. They can't... They can't get disappointed with this loss. They can't get disappointed. They got to, they've got to know what they did well and keep hammering that home. And when they do that, then we might have something to build off of. And that will continue to be a storyline throughout the rest of the year. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, once again, the Orlando Magic fall to the New York Knicks. 113 to 105 over at the Amway Center. The Magic will be back in action on Wednesday against the Chicago Bulls. Um, a uh, you know another another game where the Magic will probably feel like they can uh, they they can compete, but we'll we'll see another another tough test at home for the Orlando Magic as they play the Chicago. Bulls. It's Wednesday at 7. We'll have a complete preview of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, as well as do our uh, recap of the third quarter of the season. We're officially a few days, a few games into the fourth quarter of the season, uh, so we'll we'll address, we'll talk a little bit about the third quarter of the season there, uh, just recap where the Magic are at and where they're heading, headed for the final 20 or so games this year. Remember, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook. Like us at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily. And of course, follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. Um, anything you need, any questions you have, just go ahead and drop me a line on Twitter. You can also email the show at Omagic Daily at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.